0: Welcome to Adulting 101, a weekly workshop-style podcast bringing you motivation, guidance, and step-by-step instructions on how to navigate the world of adulthood. You're listening to episode 110, How to Fix Your Relationship with Money. Look, I get it. A real-life millennial myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the decisions of adulthood with no clear sense of what the results may be. I'm Danielle, your host, a mindset coach, yoga instructor, and small business owner here to share my struggles along this journey, providing you with the tools and confidence you need to start living your best life. So without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Yo, what's up people? It's me again here with the podcast. Welcome back. Just going to jump in quick and remind you that if you haven't made your way to my Facebook group yet, you probably should because we're talking mindset, we're talking millennials, and we're talking all about making freedom. Your life is yours to create and if you want to do that, you don't have to do it alone. So hopefully I'm going to see you there, but we're going to get into today's episode because that's what you're here for. Whether you are an overspender or an underspender when it comes to money. Money is a huge part of our lives as adults. It's funny because as we start to get older and older money becomes such a driving force behind our decisions. It helps us decide where we're gonna work, where we're gonna live, what we're gonna do with our time, and yet in its simplest form it's just a piece of paper. And so that's kind of what I always laugh about is that we work ourselves to the bone and we stress out and we argue with the people we love all over these little pieces of paper and when i say it like that it just makes me laugh because it seems so silly but obviously i'm not discounting the fact that these little pieces of paper are very necessary for our survival But that's sort of besides the point. This episode comes from a listener request. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart though because my relationship with money has transformed through many phases throughout my life and it started a long time ago like over 15 years ago when I was about 12 years old. I got my very first job sweeping the mini putt course at a campground where my parents had a trailer in the summer and then when I was 13 a year later I actually got hired there as a real worker you know like the kind that the CRA actually recognizes and I worked there for many summers when I was 13 my parents also got divorced and so that was pretty much the same time that my parents stopped paying for anything other than the basics like food and school supplies you know so if I wanted to go out for lunch with my friends I was paying for that with the money I earned from working if I wanted a new pair of Van sneakers I was buying those as well my parents literally have not paid for my clothing since I was in the seventh grade and that's not because they were mean it was simply just the reality of growing up with a single mom who was raising three kids and so the point is I learned at a very young age the value of a dollar the hard work that it takes to make money what it is that pays the bills and I learned that if you want your money to last you have to be smart about how you're going to spend it And so this was really the mentality that allowed me to single-handedly pay for four years of university, live away from home, move abroad for a year, and only accumulate about $5,000 in debt, which I managed to pay off within my first year of graduating. So now before you turn this episode off or you start rolling your eyes because you're sick of listening to me brag about how good I am with money and how I paid for all these things, I just want you to hear me out for a second because there's a point I'm trying to make here, I swear. To make a long story short, well, yes, from the outside, it sounds like the ideal situation, learning financial responsibility and understanding how to be frugal and being able to live debt free with excellent credit is all fine and good. My relationship with money has stemmed nearly entirely from this place of fear for as long as I can remember. Always fearing that I would never have enough, fearing that the money that I did have would someday be taken from me for some reason, and fearing that no matter what in order to make a lot and have a lot of money I needed to burn the candle from both ends. I literally remember working like 60, 70, 80 hour weeks when I was in the summers between university just to try and make as much money as I could between school years. And so you may be listening to this podcast from an entirely different perspective, perhaps having grown up never learning the value of money or spending it like crazy or maybe you live paycheck to paycheck or you did at some point in your life or perhaps you accumulated mass amounts of debts. I don't know your specific situation but regardless of where you are at you are capable of changing your perspective about money and your financial situation at any given time and that's really what I want to get into today because I feel like as a generation especially with millennials there's this tendency to have so much shame and so much guilt about either having lots of money or about not having much at all. We lie about it from both perspectives and so we're Regardless of which of these two situations you are in, there's always room to grow and to learn and to improve. And so much like I personally have been healing my relationship with money over the past year or two, it's time for you to do the same. And so I'm just going to get right into these two very reasonable tips that I have for you to fix your relationship with money. One's a little bit woo and one's a little bit more practical, but both are useful nonetheless. So this is basically just an updated version of an episode I did over a year ago, episode 59, How to Adopt a Money Mindset. So you can feel free to go and listen to that if you feel inclined, but this one is going to be much more up to speed with where I'm at now. So let's just get right into it. My first tip for you today is to respect that cash. I want to start out by talking about emotional spending and the certain attitudes we tend to have around money. You see for many people, maybe this is you, maybe it's not when they start to lose control in some aspect of their life, whether it's their relationship, that's a mess or work is stressful or life is just spiraling out of control. They start to seek refuge in a shopping spree or a fancy night out or some other means of dollars spent in excess. Have you been there before? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Be honest, I'm not here to judge you. I'll actually share a story here where I was quite the opposite of this. Like I mentioned before, in that if I was losing control of some aspect of my life, I was stressed out, spending to me was the one thing I could control. So I would hold on tight to every single dollar that I had knowing that it wasn't gonna go anywhere until I granted myself worthy of having whatever that thing was that I wanted to spend it on or whatever emotion I was gonna find from finally like getting off my wallet and spending it. And so the point is that neither of these perspectives are really healthy. They're both on the opposite of the extremes. So sure, in my case, I didn't end up with a boatload of debt, but I also don't have a plethora of cool stories about the time I booked a last-minute trip to Vegas because I was too busy sitting at home counting my pennies, okay? As we navigate adulthood, we need to reflect on our financial past and recognize that how we have been up to this point is not necessarily how we have to continue forever. I just want you to respect your money because you worked hard for it, don't spend it frivolously, but also don't hold on to it like it's never coming back. And this is exactly where step two is gonna come in. And that's to use a budget and stick to it the best you can. This is probably like broken record advice, but it's really important to know where you are at in terms of cash flow. How are you spending in comparison to what you're bringing in? More importantly, what are you spending your money on and is it actually worth it? Where can you save? Where can you reallocate funds? These are all questions that budgeting really helps you find the answers to, but you need to face your current financial reality, even if it seems grim, in order to be able to do this. I actually have a cash flow budget sheet that I made, and I use it regularly. I shared it with a few friends recently, but if you're interested, just let me know and I can send it to you. You can either email me, info at lifestylebydesignstudio.com, or just direct message me on Instagram and I'll share it your way. It's just a Google Drive file. Basically, the idea is that we tend to lie to ourselves about how much money we're spending, $20 here, $30 there, but it adds up really quick. And so I like to keep running totals of what I'm spending, what's coming in and where I'm spending my money. And then I also predict or forecast expenses like groceries and gas and things that I know I'm always gonna have to pay for in order to give me a better picture of what my month as a whole looks like so that I know realistically what I can afford and what I can't. (laughs) Like that ticket to Edmonton I bought last week that I paid in full. I do this before I go and just purchase things willy nilly, everything under the sun in my Amazon cart and then get my credit card bill at the end of the month being like, oh God, how am I gonna pay for this? Because yeah. Bonus pro tip, never carry a credit card balance. I never have, and I never will. You can always make more money, so if you are someone with a lot of credit card debt, I encourage you to get a side gig if you have to. Is it the ideal situation? No, but will it help you in the long run? Yes. Sometimes we need to do the hard things to get to the place where we want to be, and debt is no exception to this rule, okay? My other final tips that don't warrant full explanations would just be to shop the flyers. I pretty much only ever buy food if it's on sale. Well, like I buy food every week, but the foods that I buy are only the ones that are on sale. and when it's good stuff that i frequently use i'll stock up at the sale price with as much as i can like when toilet paper goes on sale i'm buying like four packages of it okay if you actually need to save money quit saying yes to everything this is a huge one i literally have a weekly cash budget and so when it's gone it's gone so if someone asks me like hey danielle you want to go for dinner nope sorry i can't i literally don't have money how about next week on that note though this is where the budget really comes in handy because if it's a special occasion you're able to look at your forecast and be like hmm maybe i can actually swing it this week I'll make an exception and that's okay as long as you are enjoying your life but not making it an all the time thing. Does that make sense? That's what you gotta keep in mind, okay? In addition to this, I also set up automatic savings plans that are set up like car payments in my bank account so it automatically withdraws that savings every month. The last thing I really want you to do, this one is so important, is to ditch that I'm so broke mentality. Freaking heck, I hate this. So many people that I know are always preaching this story of, I'm so broke. I have no money. Well, yeah, if you're looking at it that way, that's going to be your reality. So you need to recognize that your financial reality is in your control. Your approach to money will directly reflect your reality. So own up to how you've treated it to now. And if it's not going so well, just commit to being better moving forward. Okay. It's really that simple. And if you need the budget spreadsheet that I mentioned before, honestly, just hit me up. I'm not going to take your email or anything. I'm just going to send it directly to you. So that's it for this week. We're going to chat again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love y'all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. If you enjoyed this episode, please hop on iTunes, leave me a rating or review or share this link with a friend that you think could benefit from my content. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram. That's at lifestyle by design studio. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash studio, or you can connect to my personal channels on Twitter and Snapchat. That's at Danielle Ryan, Danielle two A's. I look forward to chatting with all of you and I'll talk to you again next week. Take care.